I can make a living from walking in the woods. You can bet I'll be sitting pretty good high on a hill, looking at a field downwind. If I can make a nickel off of turning in bass, never worry about the price of gas. I'll be wheeling and dealing and sitting there reeling them in. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. That's the prayer that a country boy prays. Thank God he made me this way. Hunting and fishing and loving every day. Good morning and welcome to Gone Outdoors. Kyle Agree and Scott Brewer of Brewer Agree Outdoors. We're going to be talking fishing, talking hunting, and talking just about anything you can do outdoors for the next hour. Right here on KWSN Sioux Falls, 1230 AM, 98.1 FM, and the mighty 790 KFGO Fargo, 104.7 FM. Today's Gone Outdoors is brought to you by Ray's Sport and Marine, your local Lund Boats and Bennington Pontoon Dealer in Moorhead, raysmarinemoorhead.com. Adventure RV across from the fairgrounds in West Fargo, your number one RV dealer in the FM area, AdventureRVSales.com. Fishing for a snack or gas in Lakes Country? Lakeland General Store is your one-stop shop in the Lakes area at the junction of Highways 59 and 34 in Dunvilla. Devil's Lake Tourism, Linex of Fargo. This is Linex Country, home of the adventurous and Ion Ice Fishing and the all-new Ion Alpha Ice Auger. Scott, it's great to be back. And as we said last week, we were uh, we pre-recorded last week's show. We were up in the beautiful province of Manitoba, up there with uh, with a bunch of good friends, both from the states and from the north of the border. I, for one, am sure glad that we had that Lund boat up there because uh, old Mother Nature was not too friendly as far as the conditions. Fishing was pretty good, but uh, it was a little rough going. Yeah, the conditions are very unpredictable, as they are up there quite often, especially in October. You know, you get this time of year where you quite often have a northwest wind. I uh, usually got some pretty chilly temperatures, which we had all that and a little bit of rain. Uh, we were going to pre-fish two days was our plan, two days of tournament. And our first day of pre-fishing got cut short to uh, 40, 40 to 60 mile an hour winds. So we didn't actually even go out that day. One day of pre-fishing, pre-fishing what went pretty well. Uh, we were able to go pretty much anywhere we wanted. But we had heard a rumor that it was supposed to blow really hard the next two days of the tournament and that we probably wouldn't be able to fish on the lake because... That lake is extremely weather-dependent, uh, more so than any other lake that I know of, uh, you know, even more Lake of the Woods. Uh, if When that wind blows, not only does it make it where traveling in a boat is near impossible, but it turns much of the areas to super dirty water from all the mud, which then you don't want to fish there anyway. But weather is such a huge part in this tournament. And we, as we found out, it was more than just a rumor. Uh, the, the predictions came true, and we were faced with some strong northwest winds on Saturday and, and a little bit stronger, but a little bit more out of the north on Sunday. With, uh, with those conditions, the boundaries were changed and confined to the river, to the Winnipeg River, which uh, it, it leveled the playing field, right? It leveled the playing field, and 
Big, big congratulations to our friends. We're going to hear from Dave Randash later in the show, but he and Ted Takasaki won the tournament. They uh, they took home the gold, and it was awful fun to see that happen. These guys are great anglers. They're also great ambassadors of the sport, and I can't wait to hear what Dave's going to say later on. Yeah, you know, and and I think I told Ted this uh, after the first day of the tournament, and I've always had a pile of respect for Ted Takasaki, um, but it's even higher now. After watching him, we were fishing pretty darn close to each other during much of the tournament and the first day, and we were maybe 50 yards away when Ted caught his 10-pounder the first day, which was the biggest fish of the entire tournament. But Ted sat up in the front of that boat on a seat on the bow of Dave's 18-footer, which was one of the smaller boats in the tournament. He sat up there in the bow in those big waves for eight hours at a time, just bouncing up and down in the waves. And uh, for most people to do that would be very difficult. But for Ted, uh, being experienced, I'm not going to say anything about his age, but he's very experienced, let's put it that way, uh, to sit up there like that, I gained a whole new level of respect for Ted Takasaki. Well, and Scott, he did not only just sit up there. Uh, he sat up there and caught fish, uh, yeah. big ones, and lots of them. And it was uh, it was awful fun watching. He put on a, a real clinic, and it was uh, it was a great time. Kudos to uh, all the folks up there that put on the tournament. They were faced with some difficult decisions. Do we hold the tournament? Do we change the boundaries? Do we cancel? You know, lots lots of decisions that, as a tournament director, are are never easy. You just know going in, you're you're never going to please everybody. You have to do the best, make the best decision for the safety of all of those people who are involved. And they did. And it was a great tournament, very well run, and a lot of fun. And also a shout out to our friend Chris Kiansky, who, uh, you know, Island Beach Rentals, we stayed in that cabin. We stayed there when we go ice fishing. We stayed there this, uh, this past week and weekend. And uh, it sure was nice to be able to go home at the end of a really cold, wet, windy day and stoke the fire and, and feel kind of like you're at home. Yeah, you know, not taking anything away from the hotels or anything like that, but a, a VRBL, uh, to be able to go there and stay at his cabin, which is extremely nice. There's a one of the best things I like about it is the fact he's got a wood-burning stove in there. After being on the river all day, there's nothing like lighting up a fire in a wood-burning stove. Beautiful view of the lake, uh, having a nice comfortable bed to sleep in, being able to cook all that you want. Uh, it's it's an amazing experience that you just can't get from uh, a normal rental place unless you're going to a VRBO-style facility. Yeah, and uh, a beautiful view of the lake, even when the lake wasn't beautiful like it was for a few of those days while we were there no doubt about it. Scott, you know, uh, we're going to focus this uh, today's show a, a lot on fall fishing, just having come back from Canada, doing a lot of that up there and and just being primetime fall fishing. But let's not forget about hunting because I got a feeling in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking a lot about hunting. So good luck to everybody out there in, in the field, in the, the marsh, in the tree stand, in the woods, wherever it might be, in the blind. Uh, I know there's a lot of folks out listening to the show today who are hunting and and probably putting some wild game in the freezer, and that's a good thing. Yeah, it certainly is. It's it's We've talked about it for the last month. It's such a great time of year. There's so many opportunities to get out there, and it's really hard to pick and choose. Hopefully, a lot of our listeners, like you said, are getting out there, and they're spending some time 
chasing whatever game it is that they want to chase after because these seasons are extremely short and you need to spend as much time as you can. Hey, uh, speaking of time, Scott, uh, we're running out for this segment, but we've got some really, really good guests coming up. You know, I'm looking forward to this next segment. Jake Swedberg, uh, who is a conservation officer in the Detroit Lakes uh, District, he's going to join us and he's going to bring in uh, an officer in training, Jesse Drown. And uh, we're going to hear from both of them. We're going to learn a little bit about uh, their profession and the choice of, of uh, lifestyle and occupation that they are pursuing. That's going to be a great one. As I mentioned, we're going to talk to Dave Randash and uh, get a little recap of that tournament up there in Pine Falls, Manitoba on the Winnipeg River. And we're going to wrap it up today talking fall muskies with none other than FM Muskies, Inc. President, Brett Waldera. It's going to be a great one. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back with more Gone Outdoors. If I can make a nickel off of turning in bass, never worry about the price of gas. I'll be